Part 2, Chapter 5, Section 73 of The Life of Jesus Critically Examined by David Friedrich Strauss, translated by George Eliot. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part 2, History of the Public Life of Jesus. Chapter 5, The Disciples of Jesus. Section 73, The Twelve Apostles. The men whose vocation we have been considering, namely, the sons of Jonas and Zebedee, with Philip and Matthew, Nathaniel alone being accepted, form the half of that narrow circle of disciples which appears throughout the New Testament under the name of the Twelve, the Twelve Disciples, or Apostles. The fundamental idea of the New Testament writers concerning the Twelve is that Jesus himself chose them, Mark chapter 3, verse 13 and following, Luke chapter 6, verse 13, John chapter 6, verse 70, and chapter 15, verse 16. Matthew does not give us the history of the choice of all the twelve, but he tacitly presupposes it by introducing them as a college already instituted. Chapter 10, verse 1. Luke, on the contrary, narrates how, after a night spent out on the mountain in vigils and prayer, Jesus selected twelve from the more extensive circle of his adherents, and then descended with them to the plain to deliver what is called the Sermon on the Mount. Chapter 6, verse 12. Mark also tells us in the same connection that Jesus, when on a mountain, made a voluntary choice of twelve from the mass of his disciples, chapter 3, verse 13. According to Luke, Jesus chose the twelve immediately before he delivered the Sermon on the Mount, and apparently with reference to it. But there is no discoverable motive which can explain this mode of associating the two events, for the discourse was not specially addressed to the apostles, neither had they any office to execute during its delivery. Mark's representation with the exception of the vague tradition from which he sets out, that Jesus chose the twelve, seems to have been wrought out of his own imagination, and furnishes no distinct notion of the occasion and manner of the choice. Matthew has adopted the best method in merely presupposing, without describing, the particular vocation of the apostles, and John pursues the same plan, beginning in chapter 6 verse 67 to speak of the twelve without any previous notice of their appointment strictly speaking therefore it is merely presupposed in the gospels that jesus himself fixed the number of the apostles is this presupposition correct there certainly is little doubt that this number was fixed during the lifetime of jesus for not only does the author of the Acts represent the Twelve as so compact a body immediately after the ascension of their master, that they think it incumbent on them to fill up the breach made by the apostasy of Judas by the election of a new member. Chapter 1, verse 15 and following. But the Apostle Paul also notices an appearance of the risen Jesus specially to the Twelve. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 5. Schleiermacher, however, doubts whether Jesus himself chose the twelve, 
and he thinks it more probable that the peculiar relation ultimately born to him by twelve from amongst his disciples gradually and spontaneously formed itself we have indeed no warrant for supposing that the appointment of the twelve was a single solemn act on the contrary the gospels explicitly narrate that six of them were called singly or by pairs and on separate occasions but it is still a question whether the number twelve was not determined by jesus and whether he did not willingly abide by it as an expedient for checking the multiplication of his familiar companions the number is the less likely to have been fortuitous the more significant it is and the more evident the inducements to its choice by jesus he himself in promising the disciples matthew chapter nineteen verse twenty eight that they shall sit on twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of israel gives their number a relation to that of the tribes of his people and it was the opinion of the highest christian antiquity that this relation determined his choice if he and his disciples were primarily sent to the lost sheep of the house of israel matthew chapter ten verse six chapter fifteen verse twenty four it might seem appropriate that the number of the shepherds should correspond to that of the shepherdless tribes matthew chapter nine verse thirty six the destination of the twelve is only generally intimated in john chapter fifteen verse sixteen in mark on the contrary it is particularly and without doubt accurately stated he ordained twelve it is here said that they should be with him that is that he might not be without companionship aid and attendance on his journeys and accordingly we find them helpful to him in procuring lodgings luke chapter nine verse thirty two matthew chapter twenty six verse seventeen and following food john chapter four verse eight and other travelling requisites matthew chapter twenty one verse one and following but above all they were in his society to become scribes well instructed unto the kingdom of heaven matthew chapter thirteen verse fifty two to this end they had the opportunity of being present at most of the discourses of jesus matthew chapter thirteen verse ten and following verse thirty six and following of purifying their minds by his severe but friendly discipline matthew chapter eight verse twenty six chapter sixteen verse twenty three chapter eighteen verse one and following verse twenty one and following luke chapter nine verses fifty and fifty five and following john chapter thirteen verse twelve and following etc and of elevating their souls by the contemplation of his example john chapter fourteen verse nineteen another motive of jesus in choosing the twelve was according to mark that he might send them forth to preach that is to preach the kingdom of heaven during his life according to the immediate meaning of mark but the promulgation of his cause after his death must be supposed as an additional object on the part of jesus mark proceeds to enumerate the powers of healing and of casting out devils but on these points we cannot dilate 
until we reach a future stage of our inquiry. It was this latter destination that won for them the distinguished name of apostles. Matthew chapter 10 verse 2, Mark chapter 6 verse 30, Luke chapter 7 verse 13, etc. It has been doubted whether Jesus himself conferred this name on the twelve, according to Luke chapter 6 verse 13, and it has been suggested that it was not given them until later ex eventu. But that Jesus should have called them as his envoys cannot be improbable if he really sent them on a journey to announce the approaching kingdom of the Messiah. We grant that it is possible to regard this journey as an event transposed from the period after the death of Jesus to his lifetime, in order that a sort of rehearsal of the subsequent mission of the apostles might pass under the eye of Jesus. But it is not improbable that Jesus, perhaps even before he had a full conviction of his own messiahship, sent out messengers to announce the messiah's kingdom. We are not warranted to urge such a doubt. John knows nothing of this mission recorded by the synoptists. On the other hand, they are ignorant of a circumstance alleged by John, namely, that the disciples baptized during the life of Jesus. Chapter 4, verse 2. According to the synoptical evangelists, it was not until after the resurrection that Jesus gave his disciples authority to baptize. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, and parallel passages. As, however, the rite of baptism was introduced by John, and we have reason to believe that Jesus, for a time, made that teacher his model, it is highly probable that he and his disciples also practiced baptism, and hence that the positive statement of the fourth gospel is correct. But the negative statement that Jesus himself baptized not, chapter 4, verse 2, has the appearance of an afterthought intended to correct the import of the previous passage, chapter 3, verse 22, chapter 4, verse 1 and is most probably to be accounted for by the tendency of the fourth gospel to exalt Jesus above the Baptist, and by a corresponding dread of making Jesus exercise the function of a mere forerunner. The question whether Jesus did not baptize at least the apostles afterwards occasioned much demure in the church. With the exception of the mission mentioned above, the Gospels speak of no important separation between Jesus and his twelve disciples, for there is nothing certain to be gathered from the resumption of their business after his death. John chapter 21, verse 2 and following. No one could detect in our Gospels any indications of a repeated interruption to the intercourse of Jesus with his disciples. But theologians whose harmonistic zeal wished to find room for a second and third vocation, or expositors who, in their unwearied application to details, cast about for a means of subsistence for so many indigent men, and thought it necessary to suppose that they were occasionally provided for by a return to their secular labors. As to the subsistence of Jesus and his disciples, we have sufficient sources for it in the hospitality of the East, which, among the Jews, was especially available to the rabbins. 
in the companionship of rich women who ministered unto him of their substance luke chapter eight verse two and following and finally in the glossokomon mentioned it is true only by the fourth evangelist chapter twelve verse six chapter thirteen verse twenty nine which was ample enough to furnish assistance to the poor as well as to supply the wants of the society and in which it is probable presents from wealthy friends of jesus were deposited they who do not hold these means adequate without the labor of the disciples or who think on more general grounds that the total renunciation of their secular employment on the part of the twelve is improbable must not try to force their opinion on the evangelists who by the stress which they lay on the expression of the apostles we have left all matthew chapter nineteen verse twenty seven and following plainly intimate the opposite view we gather as to the rank of the twelve disciples of jesus that they all belonged to the lower class four or perhaps more john chapter twenty one verse two were fishermen one a publican and for the others it is probable from the degree of cultivation they evince that the preference always expressed by jesus for the poor and the little ones matthew chapter five verse three chapter eleven verses five and twenty five that they were of a similar grade End of section 73